Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Feminine Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Margie Connor, and I'm the creator of Feminine Astrology. I am here with a very interesting episode and one that I sort of said I would never do, which was have a guy on my podcast. That's not because I am, <laughs> that I don't like the masculine. I just didn't ever think that a situation would arise where it would make sense to have a guy on here. But I had a profound conversation with um, Antonio the other day, and I pretty much tracked him down and chased him down into a grain to do this podcast with me. <laughs> and so let me introduce Antonio. Say hi to the feminine astrology world. Hello, the feminine astrology world. <laughs> uh, my name is Antonio Roman. I'm from uh, Seattle, Washington, or Kirkland, Washington, if you're familiar with it. I've been in Arizona for the past seven, eight years now. And I'm just acclimating to the weather. Um, <laughs> also, finding a really great community out here was actually surprised too that I find that there is a better community out here, especially in the more conscious community than in Washington and then in other states. And we got a lot of cool things going on here. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm so grateful that you're here meeting me. It's 930 in the morning in Arizona. So uh, I'm very grateful that you made time. Yeah, yeah, but the reason I, after we had a conversation, I, you know, like when you have that feeling that you're traveling through like a tunnel and lights are like going off and all these things are clicking. Yeah. I saw all of my past relationships played out. And, you know, I'm someone who's always looking for the role that I played in relationships. Mm. And I couldn't really connect it until we had this conversation. And I was like, holy shit not this is my fault, but like I see the role that I played. Yeah. And I thought it'd be really helpful because I work in so many spaces with women's circles, talking to women one-on-one -on -one, where they're like, I just wish that my man would become conscious or do healing or go to mm. men's groups and how I think we've been going about it all wrong. And then you also said something that you were like, oh, well, don't, you don't want to turn yourself into, you know, a mom or a therapist for your yeah. partner. So I have a bunch of questions that I want to get into, okay. but I'm sure that that's probably sparking something um, in you. I also want to give an opportunity for you to share the work that you do with men's groups. So can you start with that? What do you do? Why are you um, qualified <laughs> to be here? Yeah, so uh, I guess um, in my life I felt pretty unguided the majority of my life and I didn't have very good peers or anything and and my father wasn't around much he was always like in a different country the majority of the year most of my life so I spent a lot of time with my mom and not in the best environment ever and so it just kind of wore on me over the years and as I got older like I desire started to desire like a, a deeper connection with people and i for the most part, I could only ever find that with women because men would be really reserved and closed off and like just want to bullshit and drink if we were ever going to talk. And I got kind of sick of that. And then um, one day I was on Instagram and there's this tattoo artist that I really like. And he was posting about this men's group called Sacred Sons. And he showed something like really vulnerable. It was um, him just like, raging just like screaming at the top of his lungs like a big scary dude and a bunch of guys just like holding him there while he did that and I was like I don't know what this is but it seems like cool like it's it's calling me in a bit and so I just started looking into it a little bit and a few minutes into looking to it I saw that Sacred Sons was going to be doing an event here in Arizona in the next couple of weeks after I just saw that and I was like uh, maybe that's my calling to go and uh I waited till the day before to actually commit because I hadn't ever done anything like that but I've always been the type of person where if, like if it's fear holding me back to just say fuck it and do it um because I don't want fear to like stop me from experiencing something good in my life so that was two years ago went to this really great sacred sons event it was a two-day immersion uh, we spend eight hours a day together. Sometimes um, we do like four-day events too where we stay together the whole time. Um, but this one was just a local one. So there I got everything I was looking for and more there. Um, what were you looking for? I was looking for 
deeper connection with uh, other men to have a safe space to express myself and just whatever else was gonna come from that um and yeah i entered i don't remember the entire thing but i just remember it being like a there's a lot of really masculine men there i was kind of like you know like what am i getting into like what is this gonna be but it it was so well organized and they were so conscious and like taking care of each other and it just was a loving environment too and so yeah over the weekend i saw a lot of men cry saw them in rage i saw a lot of like um somatic therapy happen too like extreme somatic therapy i saw men who've had trauma their whole lives like be able to work through a lot of it in five or ten minutes which was pretty crazy just just because of the way that the facilitators approach the situations and got a lot of great connection and every single one of those guys i went there with like 90 percent of them i'm those are like my closest friends now that's like my main friend group and after that i started i found out that we had like a weekly men's circle through sacred sons too and i've just been going through that since so probably been to like i don't know 80 men's circles wow. at least and a few of these sacred sons events and other uh, events within my men's circle as well and so yeah i've just been growing over the past few years with that i'm not perfect by any means but just doing my best to evolve and be more in integrity and be more conscious and loving man and open my heart that was uh that was one of my biggest intentions going in is that i felt my heart was just like closed off i was just a a brick stone wall that and i just had these bad patterns and relationships and stuff and I just wanted to change so yeah it was uh it was something that I felt like would hold me accountable and help evoke that like deep change within me in a more rapid manner so well that's (laughs) there I have so many questions that I have to like narrow down what where which direction I would take it in but the first thing I want to ask is prior to your going to this men's group were Mm -hmm. you what you consider a attemptingly conscious man like did you have spiritual practice or was this sort of your first toe dip into something of like you could call it the woo woo world Mm -hmm. yeah so actually my first toe dip was oddly enough when I was 14 years old my dad started dating this hippie girl which Mm -hmm. like was a big conflict for him and she was a Reiki master and so she started to teach me Reiki when I was younger um, so I did that for a couple years or a few years and then on and off throughout my my life. But yeah, I never was like that much into the woo world, but Reiki definitely opened up a space where I was like, yeah, I mean, I believe in like these Eastern practices for sure. And, um, and my philosophy is that every group and every person has some knowledge to give and they also might have some bad things to give as well it's up to me to not be a sheep and just follow everything they say and to be able to like hear them and dissect like the good and the bad myself so and with sacred sons i've just found that there has been no bad so it's just been all good so i'm like this is awesome like (laughs) i really like this wow so something that you said couple minutes earlier was just that you'd never found a safe space Mm. um and you'd kind of struggled in relationships with the feminine or with women you know Mm -hmm. um and so did you find that women couldn't give you that space or what was so different about the safe space that was created in the men's group versus what you'd had in past relationships yeah um i have the answer to this it's (laughs) really like complex though that's okay i just uh unveiled it last spring basically but because of the way I was and the way I was closed off, like, even if I thought that I actually wanted somebody, like, that was all loving, like, all open-hearted, all ready for a relationship and whatever, subconsciously, I didn't, and I didn't realize that. And so, I kept choosing these partners that would never be that subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I, they 
and it would almost be like a a project in a way that I would take on and that didn't go very far ever um, and so I just got in this loop where I, I'd get into a lot of relationships that would only be a few months at a time and um, it's hard to explain this but yeah, I just realized basically that I kept choosing these partners subconsciously from the wrong place. And then I realized that stemmed from like my mother wounds and my father wounds. And last spring, my dad and I had always had like, um, kind of like a lot of friction in our relationship. There was a point in time where I didn't see him for five years. And um, the majority of that reason was because when I was 12 years old, I lost my grandfather and all he cared about was the next young woman he was seeing and he, he just like, he was always doing that. He was always like with these women that actually didn't care about him, just kind of with him for his money or whatever. Mm -hmm. He didn't care about them either. Um, and he kind of, I always felt like as a kid he was putting them first and his job first and so I just felt neglected and so at 12 I was just like, I'm I can't see you for a while and so I didn't um and anyways now I've been trying to heal that relationship with my father so I can be closer to myself and my heart and also with him you know because his, his years are numbered and so last spring I went to Washington State I did a four-day Sacred Sons event it was the best week in my life uh, wasn't like I was excited to go by any means because I knew that it was going to be deep work and I'd never done like such intense deep work like for so long cried like five hours a day wow. with like 50, 50 <laughs> other men yeah under just brutal circumstances and it was amazing it created beautiful connections that will last a lifetime we still a lot of us talk every day still in like a group um but it opened me up to have the bravery to like have that conversation with my father. And that was the intention mm -hmm. to go in there, uh, traveling back to Washington and doing that experience and coming out of that, going to his home where he lives in Washington immediately after and being like heart open, like brave, ready to go. And that that's something I brought up to him that, you know, I feel like my whole life I've chosen these partners, like, from a subconsciously bad space and he'd always kind of give me shit for that and I'm trying to explain to him why and, and in explaining that to him he said you know when I was your age like I had a similar conversation with my friend um and it's always she's generational. a therapist <laughs> and yeah she was like Fred I think that you've been like choosing these women from like a subconsciously bad place basically because mm -hmm. of you're not actually ready to be in a relationship with somebody, even though you think you are, you, you aren't actually. And so that's why you're choosing these people that are wrong for you, wasting your time with them. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, now <laughs> you understand. Right. Yeah. And so he, everything I started to say started to make more sense to him and him being like, so involved in like the military and stuff he's not a woo woo person I didn't tell him I was going to go to the Sacred Sons event originally I told him that I was going to go camping with my buddies <laughs> and I figured I'd tell him after because I didn't want his judgment yeah. and uh, the way I described it to him is you know dad you know our family is Native American and they used to do a lot of tribal things together that brought them closer they got a lot of their bullshit out by doing that too that's essentially what we're doing here. This is, this is like very tribal, a lot of the things that we're doing. And so I think by breaking it down in that manner, obviously I said a lot more, he was able to understand it. Um, and him and I ended up having an eight, eight hour conversation that day. Um, the friend that he spoke about that unveiled that like he had subconsciously been dating the wrong people. We actually decided to go see her that day too, just randomly oh out of God, the blue, wow. just to like continue this conversation with her. And and as soon as he said that, I knew it was her. Like I I said, "You mean Julie?" And he's like, "Yeah." So wow. that so since then, um, I was able to create a lot of great boundaries with my father. And now it's like he's kind of like my best friend. Sometimes we can actually connect.
and talk like on a deeper level and like he can actually offer me advice with that without just like stabbing me in the heart all the time and yeah yeah there's a there's a lot to it but I could speak about it for so long yeah well thanks for sharing your story because it's vulnerable to share it it's a big Mm -hmm. part of it and I mean I think when people hear your story as much as I don't like that this is the case you have more um there's more merit to what you're saying when you've Mm -hmm. actually experienced it you know I think especially in the spiritual world there's a lot of people reading whatever they read on Instagram but when you've actually been able to integrate it from a real heart space it what you say has more validity yeah um but so let's go back to why you're on the feminine astrology podcast because of (laughs) course I love your story and I would love to have you come on and share it but part of my work in feminine astrology is helping women unite the masculine and the feminine sides of themselves and a lot of the issue that is super common with women is you know they are doing their work Mm -hmm. right they're doing the dark night of the soul and when women go in on their inner work it's like they go in but time and time again I hear well you know I'm dating this guy but he just like won't do his work and like I don't know how I can be with a guy that won't do his work and then it does create a lot of judgment in these spaces and I I mean I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have that and contribute to that Mm. and also you know my I'm in a really amazing relationship right now where he's not I wouldn't say he's like on the I mean I guess that's I shouldn't pass that judgment but he's not someone who's like actively attending men's circles but if I say do you want to go to a men's circle or would you want to go to somatic breath work he's like yeah I'm open-minded or he's open to it and so there's a lot I feel very lucky because a lot of women don't have that Mm -hmm. luxury of having that to work with but what you really opened my eyes to and so Antonio and I met my friend and I got grabbed lunch the other day and he happened to be there and we had about a 45 minute conversation that Mm -hmm. I'm telling you it changed how I look at the masculine entirely because what I envisioned is you know when we hold women's groups we all get together we talk about our feelings and we cry that's really how the feminine releases Mm -hmm. it's not through anger you know of course there are moments that we pass anger but what I found is whenever I've helped a woman in coaching or in a woman's circle the anger is like 30 seconds and then it's gone and then it's hysteric tears about how much they feel like a victim that's usually the wound of the feminine but something that really blew my mind is what you were saying about how that's not how the masculine releases. And I feel, I feel really awful that I've gone to all my boyfriends and said to them, like, I just want you to cry and be vulnerable <laughs> with me. And like, I want you to release essentially the way that I release, which is through tears. And yeah, so if you could just speak to what it really looks like when the masculine releases and how women can play a role to make them feel safe enough. Like, is it just impossible mm-hmm. for men to get to that place with their partners and should women because I, I do believe that women are the healers of the world right men can have that role but I do think there's something that women do to help facilitate men to take that journey so yeah how do men release and how can women help facilitate them feeling safe enough to do so yeah so it's a complex question it's a very complex a com- complex answer too <laughs> that I have to give um but First of all, um, in a way, I don't believe that women can fully facilitate a man's release and that a man needs to do that around other men. Um, also, just like side note, I've, from speaking with a lot of men, they always say, or a lot of them say, you know, that these are men that don't go to men's circles or whatever. They're like, my girlfriend wants just wants me to like feel more just wants me to love her more whatever just wants me to like cry or whatever and then they say like well the reason I don't do that is because I'm scared like Mm. and I'm like okay well why are you scared and they're like because I'm scared because of like what's gonna come out when I do that like that place I'm gonna go to I feel like it's gonna be unsafe for her like I'm going to make her uncomfortable because when a man really taps in, it can get, it can get very violent and that's, that's okay. It's just, that's not really meant for the feminine. And also as a partner, as a woman, um, when you try to facilitate that, especially for your partner, then you start to play like this mother role, like this therapist Mm -hmm. role. 
and that can like make you take on the masculine um like atrospect and then him take on the feminine atrospect and in doing that that causes a lot of friction in your relationship when the man is in his masculine and the woman is in her masculine instead um so what i found is truly for men we can hold space really well for women you know for only so long of course but we can definitely like take on whatever you have to give but a man needs to be around other men to like actually go to that place and and it's not an easy unlock thing either it's like we have to tap in and ask the right questions like so precisely and about their childhood or whatever it may be to just unlock that part of them they come in there and they think that like these super hardcore military dudes are just so closed off they they don't think that they're gonna like get to their heart they don't think they're gonna cry they don't think they're gonna get anywhere and they as soon as we see those people like and me, me now because i've seen it so many times i just laugh because i'm like all right yeah just like (laughs) just just strap in buddy because it's gonna you never know and the facilitators always just like see that immediately and i see that immediately too and and eventually we we pull those guys aside and we offer them to come into the center of the circle and we take them through like a somatic practice and help them release a lot of their stuff and and it can be like extremely violent sometimes and like we have to basically restrain him um, with his consent, of course, and and he needs to, he needs that though. He needs to be able to like go to that place and like fully unleash the most the most potent like somatic session I've seen is um, through fighting. Actually, mm. sometimes we use sacred combat to like pull something out of somebody. Um, and I'm trying to explain this without unveiling too much because there's like some confidentiality to this, you yeah, know, to create the safe space. But this guy, he was just like trapped inside, basically. Like his masculine was trapped inside. And oddly enough, he was actually a fighter for like 15 years, like Muay Thai. Like I heard him like practicing punches and I could hear the wind breaking. He was punching so fast. And I was like, that's crazy. And this guy was like, in a way like the most feminine shy guy there at the time and so the facilitators unleashed on him and got him to tap into like his masculine and like freaking like explode and it was so awesome we were just cheering him on oh, like go 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 and it's just like so fucking intense like he, the facilitator got get in his face and like really like pull it out of him and finally he did and he, he stopped like holding back the punches because he wasn't really like going for it. He was just, like just being kind of a, you know, I don't, I don't mean to say this in negative context, but kind of a wuss in a way. It's the only way I know how to describe it. And then finally he just unleashed and started giving it to him and just started like being like, it looked like he was a tiger now. He looked like so badass. And after that, he was just an entirely different person. And his eyes opened up wide before his eyes were just like closed like this. And he he wouldn't like make eye contact with you. And he would just always squint when he did. And all of a sudden, like his eyes just like opened forever after that and just like stayed wide open. So, yeah, it's, it's, I understand how women can want to you know help the help their man get to that place um but i mean something i've learned personally is we're not meant to take on projects with people and we need to choose people from a better place like somebody more on our own level and be patient until we can choose somebody on our level a lot of people are going to have a great qualities and you can you can fall in love with so many people so easily sometimes, but you really have to be careful who and you invest your time with. Because if you see right away that, you know, this is this man isn't aligned, like, or isn't in his integrity, like, he's not conscious the way I want him to be, then don't go fight that necessarily. That's a, that's a really tough battle to fight, and, you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose. If And 
but it is you know sometimes you get that man who's more open-minded like the guy that you're seeing and that's great like he's willing to do these things but when you have to like force something upon somebody then then it's not like the right way to go about it they're not going to really get the medicine they need yeah so and it's creating that nagging relationship which you know my understanding is for the masculine that is the worst thing that can mm-hmm. happen in a relationship yeah um something that you know really blew my mind from our conversation is that I have had partners in the past. I'm an extremely emotionally intense person. Like, I'll own it. (laughs) I'm very emotionally intense. And I was with, I've been with multiple men, I'll say that, who I wanted them to release. I wanted them to, like, give their whole heart, have that experience, especially because I'm somebody who, I think in hindsight, I was playing the victim role, right? And so I was way too emotional. I've gotten a lot better at emotional boundaries of, like, handling my stuff. But it still happens. And what would happen is I would push them and I'd push them and I'd push them and then they would finally express anger. And to me, that was not them releasing. And what really you made me realize is had I seen that as their release, I actually would have seen that as a moment of intimacy. And that, you know, it was so funny, the timing. There's there's no accidents, but um, my partner and I, I we had like a bit of a tiff the day before about I had really been going through something in my life and I was just like, processing and processing and processing and processing and he said to me he was like I cannot hear your feelings anymore yeah, yeah. and I was like that's not a supportive relationship like <laughs> you don't care about me I, that's not how things work I don't want a man like that and then he really got angry he mm. he was just like I, I can't hear it anymore I really can't and honestly you know when I was sitting at lunch with Antonio in my head I was like I just want to fucking break up with this guy like that's yeah, really yeah. where my brain was at but then from having that conversation with you, I was like, for the feminine to get upset at the masculine for getting angry is the most fucked up thing that we can do because that is actually them on some level. Of course, like not at the expense of our own safety, right? Mm-hmm. That can never happen. But when the masculine does express anger, it's actually a really sacred thing that they feel safe enough to do so with the feminine. Like, yeah. am I wrong in saying that? Um, you're not wrong. Yeah, it just obviously depends how it's coming out, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, on that note, Mm. you shared something with me that blew my mind. I was saying how, you know, in this situation, that I'm I'm going through something in my life that's just really stressful, and so I have a lot Mm -hmm. of feelings, a lot of stuff's coming up, and I was outwardly processing with him, and from talking to you, I realized how unfair that really is, because... What, what did you say? It's like the feminine says how many words a day in the masculine? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> scientifically, it's been proven that women on average say at least 30,000 words a day and men say around 15,000. So women speak twice as much as men. And so we're just, we don't, we can't take any more in. We can't say any more after that. And like going beyond that is just wearing on us. So for us, it's better to be a little more potent with the share and like a little more concise. And that's better for both people, in my opinion, too, is to like, you know, oh, I only have a couple minutes to share. Let me get straight to the point. Let me make this like really clear and potent. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, a responsibility that I can, I mean, after I talked with Antonio, I literally went home and apologized to my hmm. partner. I was like, I'm so sorry for what I've done to you in the last like four days Mm -hmm. because it really wasn't considerate because I think as women we I mean I'm a woman that doesn't have a lot of male friends Mm -hmm. I run women's circles I work with women I have all female friends like pretty much my partner is my only male figure in my life that's close and that here's my intimate my intimate um, experience and I always had this idea that the masculine should just be this space holder right Mm -hmm. and should basically be a therapist for me to to Mm. talk to all the time saying that like I have embarrassment that I thought that I'm glad that you know I have a different perspective as of like four days ago or three (laughs) days ago but um something that's always frustrated me and also I've heard this from many other women is that women will come to their partners with the need to process Mm -hmm. and the need to be validated the need to be heard and they're like I don't always know why he's trying to fix all my problems Mm. Why is he trying to find solutions to my feelings when women don't want solutions to their feelings? But yeah. from talking to you, I realize that part of the inherent masculine is 
wanting to protect, provide, create a safe space and make the feminine feel more safe. So us coming to our partners or, you know, whatever men we have in our lives, even if it's like a father figure or a brother and giving them a thousand and one feelings, I could totally understand how it would bring up major insecurity in the masculine because how are they supposed to solve a thousand and one feelings and problems? So I'd love to hear what you have to speak to that or if you have anything to say that would... Definitely, definitely. Well, one thing too is like, you know, what I heard you say is that he was telling you like, you know, I, I... I can't take this anymore right now. Like, I'm in a way. I think what he was trying to say is like, I don't have space for this. Mm-hmm. And when somebody doesn't have space, then they're not gonna like really listen to you. It's not. It's not going to a good place. And so, for one, maybe when you start these conversations with your partners, male or female, just asking like, Hey, do you have space right now? Like, how much space do you have? Like. Can I talk for a couple minutes? Can I talk for thirty minutes? Can I talk for an hour with you? Like, I mean, women can talk for four days. That's, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but the the man might not be able to for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then, sorry, I'm kind of tired right now. That's okay. Um, <laughs> can you summarize that last part? Again? Yeah, just um, how I've heard most women have be hurt by the fact that their man can't just listen and validate that they want to find Mm, solutions to their feelings or their problems that is natural for the masculine to want to like you know fix things like here's the solution because that's what the masculine knows that's what the masculine does like we're like okay we're problem solvers and so if it's it's hard to describe this but as a very conscious man, you can you can ask the woman, okay, what do you need right now? Do you need to be heard? Do you need advice? Do you need, like, touch? What, what do you need? Like, tell me what you need so I can give you what you need. And But if the man isn't at that point yet, and maybe the woman is, then she can tell him what, he need, what she needs from him. Like, hey, I have a lot to say right now. I'm feeling a lot of things. Like, I don't need advice from you right now. I just need you to love me and hear me and like hold space for me and just maybe show some affection or whatever so so in this world that we live in majority of the time we're not telling people what we need and we're expecting to get what we need and like putting these expectations on people is typically not gonna go well you're gonna you're usually gonna disappoint yourself and when you disappoint yourself you're you're like projecting that at your partner and you're disappointed and done because of that. So yeah, just being able to communicate whoever can do it on either side, you know, what do you need or this is what I need. Yeah. And I think you're speaking to codependency, which is rampant, especially in the West. You know, I've spent a lot of time in India and what I have noticed about their relationship dynamics is there is not the same level of codependency that we have. You know, of course there's, I think there's more, um, basic need codependency, right? Like without the man working and the woman can't survive or without the woman cooking and taking care of the house, the man can't survive. So I guess you could call that codependency, but as far as the emotional codependency, I see that much more in the West where I think the masculine, and we're talking about, you know, straight relationships where, you know, male to female, of course there are so many thousands of other dynamics that can happen, but I think that talking about the polarity of the masculine and feminine is really important because someone can hold space as the masculine or the feminine regardless of gender in a relationship. I just want to clarify that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, something that I have been in relationship dynamics and so many of my girlfriends have been in is the savior-victim complex of, you know, it's really, it is on the feminine to monitor their feelings to a point right? You know, like you can feel whatever you want. You can process however you need to, but you know, how do you avoid, or in your opinion, what is the best way to avoid that codependent dynamic where the man feels like he's just having to hold space and there's not room for his needs? Cause that's really common. You know, a lot of women who start to process and feel comfortable with a man, mm-hmm. there's no, it's like, it's opening up like a, a well that's never going to stop pouring. Yeah, yeah. And I think, part of what makes me upset and why I do this work with the feminine is because 
I, it hurts my heart for the masculine that they don't have space to, to ask for their needs because the feminine is so much more delicate in so many ways. So yeah, could you speak to that? And yeah, I guess what your opinion is on it. A lot of these questions I haven't totally formulated, but I just love to hear how you see the, the issue. That one is, um, that's the one that's actually harder to answer, um, mm-hmm. that I don't know that I have the best answer for. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're not your therapist also, but at the same time, if you're with the right conscious man, then it's easier for him to hold space for you. And, and it's easier, it's easier to hold space in general when somebody comes to you and ask like hey can do you have it in you right now to like hold space for me instead of just like starting to like go go into it when you know dude's just watching the football game or whatever and he's like okay like he's (laughs) he's not he's maybe not there like maybe get to that place first with him um but yeah i mean maybe like men women need to be in women's circles more and like be able to express that stuff out more um, and spend more time journaling and stuff and like self-reflecting that's I mean that's what works for me I personally I kind of that one's tough because I feel like that's 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 on the feminine and that one's for not necessarily mm-hmm. for me to say I can only give suggestion yeah I don't, yeah. I don't really have the answer no that's that okay one. and a lot of these questions if we had the answers we would yeah. solve a lot of problems yeah. but I think they're conversations that I don't know if the masculine is having on your side, but mm-hmm. I know on the feminine side, the feminine craves the masculine so deeply. I don't know the experience of the masculine, if it's the same, but like most, you know, what are the things that women talk about when they get together? It's like men, the men in their life, and then their feelings, right? Uh, they're not really talking about much else. I, like I said, I don't have a ton of male friends, so, but my perception is like, yeah, they might talk about women, but it's not about a deep need for wanting to be with the guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me having this conversation is because I know a lot of the people listening to this podcast are women who have that desire. And I think, you know, knowledge is power. And I was listening to this other podcast. This woman was talking about how, you know, she met her partner when they were younger, none of them, neither of them had done any inner work. And then Mm -hmm. she went on a journey of starting her own inner work, getting really into spirituality, becoming conscious. And at one point she was like attacking him for not doing his work, for not going to therapy, you know, whatever it is that the feminine makes up that needs to be done. And she realized that it really was her not wanting to do her own inner work. Mm -hmm. Because if you really love someone, you just make it work, right? And if you've already committed but you can't change the person that you're with and there's that level of acceptance that you have to say this is how they are, mm-hmm. right? You know, I think what she did say is she's like, you know, if I was picking a partner now from the place I'm at, I'd choose someone totally different. Yeah. But I do think you can make it work mm-hmm. with someone who is, quote unquote, not doing the work. Yeah. Because the reality is, if your partner doesn't see you, the world sees you. Or if mm-hmm. your partner sees you, the world doesn't see you. You're always going to be not seen somewhere. Yeah. And so it's best to just go to the place where you're seen Mm -hmm. and I think it gives your partner or the world space to be like wow this person is investing into things that really fuel their fire instead of going to this place over and over again and using it as a a determinant of your self-worth oh my partner's not I've heard that from so many women Hmm. oh my man's not going to therapy and he won't do these things for me Hmm. so I'm not worthy like why am I not worth going to therapy for when really it has nothing to do with that and when I say therapy that's like the first place women go I know there are so many other options like men's groups etc so something that I do want to ask you from I guess a, a lighter perspective is I think something that I as a, a woman struggle with and a lot of women that I know is how do how does the masculine receive love right because I know how I receive love like I want to be told that I'm beautiful I want to you know have time spent with me but I've often done those things for my partners and it falls flat or it doesn't seem like you know you're hitting their love language and so what really is the way for us to cater to the masculine in a loving way when we want to Mm. yeah every man's different i know that too but it's you know i for me just like a woman who's 
truly in her feminine and just like loving and slow and caring and submissive, I guess, in, the, in whatever she's doing. Um, but sometimes, um, yeah, just because of where a lot of men are at or just not even, I'd almost say the majority of us aren't even open to like receiving the love. Mm. Like our hearts just aren't there yet, unfortunately. And like mine wasn't for so long. So like, you know, I had plenty of good lovers in the past that like they tried to give me love or whatever. And no matter how they were trying to do it, I just wasn't in that place to receive it. And so it was like a, a waste of energy on their part, unfortunately. And it's hard sometimes to see like when somebody isn't able to receive what you're giving. And, I, and I've been on the opposite side of this situation too, where I really love somebody, but she wasn't in a place of receiving. And I was trying to give my love to her and trying to make her love me more and like open her heart more. But because she was in that place to receive it, it's like the, I'm sending that gift to her, but it's just hitting and falling straight to the ground. It's just dying. So yeah. it just doesn't go anywhere. So in I think on either situation is you just you can't keep trying to give love to somebody who isn't ready to receive it and and it especially women often are but especially men we we really aren't there a lot of us like it takes it takes a long time it took a lot of men's work it took over a year of men's work for me to get to that place where I could like yeah. start to receive love and yeah, now I can, and it feels really great, and, you know, especially after men's circle, whatever, my heart's really open, I just spend a lot of time in this masculine um, container, and now, now I'm craving feminine energy after that, like, mm. I'm like, oh, I need, like, I need feminine energy, like, I need my girlfriend right now, like, I, and I need her soft, like, submissive feminine presence, instead of, like, all these, like, dudes Dudes right fighting now. each other. And, uh, and, uh, my but my heart's just like ripped open after that like we do so much like to open our hearts and and when you start going there you don't even realize like that's what what's happening it's like we're, these are the practices and that's what we're doing but these guys they don't even know that it's just subconsciously happening to them and then eventually you get to this point where it's like oh wow all these things that we're doing or to like rip our heart open actually so yeah so yeah, just uh, either way, feminine or masculine, just being able to identify that your partner is in a place to receive that love and also being able to tell when they're not and being able to communicate about that, you know, that's the difficult part where it's like, hey, like, I feel like I've been trying to give you this love recently, and but I, I think I'm realizing that maybe you're not in a place to receive this, like, what what do you need to be able to receive this? Do you know or whatever? And, you know, a lot of people will maybe know. Like, if you ask them the right question, you can you can uncover that. And, and it's the answer from their heart is the first thing that comes to their mind like that. Mm. And so if they can just, especially if they can just say it right away, then just be like, okay, that that's what you need that's what you need to do for us to maybe get to this place or you know a lot of times too you have to be like you might have to say say what say the first thing that comes to your mind not the second because a lot of times we're avoiding that first thing like we don't want to say that first thing because it's so vulnerable mm -hmm. but we want to say something so we start to travel in our mind like what, what can we say I need or, yeah. what can i say that doesn't sound as what was not as revealing is not as vulnerable as what i what i actually need to say and so you got to tell people sometimes like no don't say that thing like say say the first thing say the thing that really is at your heart right now like don't be shy like i'm i'm here i can take it Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. It's pretty, you know, as, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, we just had this whole 45 minute conversation and it all pretty much comes back to that. Nobody can do anything for anybody else. Mm -hmm. You have to do your work and yeah. ask for your needs. But I do think, like I said, knowledge is power. And even just understanding from what we had, it helped my relationship so much. Cause mm -hmm. I was able to say, I mean, relationships are 
you, you know, you have a fight, you ask for what you need, mm-hmm. you hate each other for a day because you can't, I'm not going to do that, you're not going to do that. And then you negotiate and you find something in the middle. And it so happened that after I came to my partner and said, oh, I'm really sorry for putting you through this. He had the exact same apology, but on the other end, oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I need to be more patient with you. And I, I do think that these kinds of conversations and the enlightenment of how different the masculine and the feminine is. And also women, they we do crave the masculine. Mm-hmm. And if we're trying to make the masculine like the feminine, we're eventually not going to be attracted. And that's what's happening to... That's unfortunately what's happened to this world. Yeah. yeah. And that's... Society is just destroying itself from the inside out. And especially this Western culture. It's like we are deeming... Well, we created this term toxic masculinity. We're like deeming the masculine as like this terrible force. And so... You know, I at one point bought into that and was like, oh, I need to be less masculine because of this. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like because of my masculinity, like I'm a, I, I cause fear in women or whatever that is. And, and it's, it's, it's not that way. I mean, there is healthy masculine and there's unhealthy masculine. There's unhealthy feminine. Yeah, unhealthy and, feminine is like yeah. horrible to be. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. But nobody talks about it because it's maybe not as outwardly aggressive mm-hmm. or dangerous but it's much more manipulative right we could that's a yeah. whole other conversation we could get into but also from a woman who's been lucky enough to be around healthy masculine it is the most like uh, the feeling is like this soft blanket where i can't even describe it that like being around the healthy aligned masculine there's no better feeling in the world even mm-hmm. like i can tell from being around you um antonio and i had a conversation about the male ego and how i believe that men have a more difficult time with the ego because so much of like their identity is based around being able to protect the I am voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what we'll get into that conversation. Maybe at another point, but <laughs> lost my train of thought. What, what am I talking about? We're talking about healthy masculine. Oh yeah. But you know, talking to you, I don't speak to you and worry that I'm going to get mansplained to yeah. because you're coming from a place of the healthy masculine where it actually allows for these conversations to flow and you know women can ask questions and so ladies if you're listening to this like you don't want your man to become like you you don't want him to cry in that way that you do all the time because it doesn't make you feel as safe and understanding that that he's never going to want to sit and talk about his feelings for hours and hours and having that space with your girlfriends is actually beautiful so that you can come to him with a much more condensed point Mm-hmm. So he can really understand. And just how he needs to understand the softness of how you are, you also have to understand how he works. So I hope that this conversation helped in some way. Anyone who's listening and kind of wants, needs some support in that area or is going to be entering into a relationship at some point and wants to take these tools. Um, but Antonio, I want to thank you so much yeah. for what you brought to this. This is a huge conversation. Is there anything else you want to say? Where can people find yeah, you? Just, uh... Well, just on the last thing you were talking about, um, actually, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> talk, uh, I was talking about how you know, women can go to their friends, talk, process, yes. and come back. So if, you're, if your man is so lucky to even have the opportunity to start to go to a men's group or something like that, and he gets to go there and talk about his shit and like actually get it out like you'll you'll see like a big change in him you'll just see a different man come about than you trying to do that with him yourself like it's you're just you're not going to get there it's it's probably going to be a very frustrating situation i'm for, you may get there but most likely not but yeah if he if you are lucky enough to find a space for him or he is so lucky to find a space himself and he is willing to go and he goes and he does this work like just just appreciate the way he shows up after like you don't have to you might want to like see him go to those vulnerable places but if he's at least like going to those vulnerable places in a safe space for him and then you get to see the way he shows up in his mask and after that that is the gold. like cool that's the gold yeah that's the best reward so yeah that's all i have to say really yeah yeah and then um if uh people want to find me <laughs> um yeah i don't i'm not i don't have like the biggest social media presence at the moment um 
currently my Instagram tag is Too Sad Tony, T O O, Sad Tony, but I think I'm going to be changing it to Permaculture Cowboy. So, yeah, if you don't see that, it's probably Permaculture Cowboy. Okay, well, since you're not an Instagram person, if people are interested in like the Sacred Sons or mm. something like that, where yeah. can they, where does it happen? Where can they look for it? Sacred Sons is happening all over the world now. It's like, every single week they have something going on in in every country all around the world now which is really rad we're creating all these big communities just you can just uh sacredsons.com or you can look up the instagram also just sacred sons and yeah you you can see a lot in there if if you feel like it's it's vague it's vague for a reason because of confidentiality because we want these men to be able to come there and have a safe space to express so we can't share everything that they experience without their consent to even share just a little bit so yeah it's uh you know it takes somebody brave and if it's just fear standing in the way if you're asking me just if that's it just fucking do it and like for me too um something that would stand in my way too would be my ego and it's like you know this is this is something guys say and our dads have said this is pussy shit or whatever like you're you're a woman for trying to do these things and like no it's it's not like that and like just let go of all that and just step in yeah so beautiful yeah i'll just say i looked at the instagram for sacred sons and uh you know, I was like, oh, I bet it looks a little bit like a women's group. And I was like, there is nothing about this that would be in, I mean, maybe like if I wanted to get in touch with my masculine, mm-hmm. it would be fun, but it's all like fighting and yelling and screaming and like, you know, very, very warrior-like behavior. And so, yeah, yeah I just want to assure women that it's not <laughs> like, don't expect your man to go and talk about his feelings and cry. He might cry, but it's well very masculine. It is very masculine, but you definitely if, especially in those big containers, you definitely will be talking about your feelings and crying. And that's, that's a given. And, but it's, it's a space where a man can actually do that. And even if a man thinks that he doesn't, or if a man thinks that he's, that he's all good, he doesn't have any trauma or anything. Like you're gonna, you're gonna get to that heartfelt space real quick. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Antonio. I really appreciate you making your time this morning to record this and, I hope that anybody listening can pull something from this, maybe have a conversation with their partner, change their perspective, share this episode, <sighs> anything that feels right. I always hate this ending part. I never, <laughs> I never know what to say. I never want to sound like I'm selling something, but um, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to find me, I am the feminine astrologer on Instagram. My website is the astrologer.com. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Have a great one. See ya.